Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and today my guests are the Fulton Sisters, a third-generation real estate uh, family of brokers, and today we talk about finding the most sustainable business model, talk about running a brokerage, the dynamics of working with so many family members, including uh, siblings and parents, and what it's like to be third generation. So this is a fun conversation I had with the Fulton sisters. I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, please, please, please do us a favor after uh, or even before you listen, go over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA. That is ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA. And please give us a five-star review and rating wherever you listen at. Thank you so much. And now on to the episode. Could we just real quick, let's run through a quick introduction for everybody, uh, name and kind of role and, and how you guys all work together. Okay, I'll go first. So I'm Carly Fulton. We're with Century 21, Percy Fulton. It's a family brokerage and we sell within the Fulton Sisters team, but we also work on the broker side. So I handle a little bit of operations and technology. Yeah. Awesome. And I am Caitlin Fulton. I am the middle sister. So we're kind of sitting <laughs> in the order. Right? <laughs> we're pecking order. Yeah. <laughs> we're pecking order. Um, yeah, we, like I said, we're third generation real estate brokers. Um, my biggest part of the team would be on the social media side. And I do a big part of recruiting actually for our family brokerage as well. So that's a big part of my role as well. Awesome. I'm number three, the third sister. So my name is Paige Fulton. Uh, so yeah, alongside selling with the Fulton sisters, I also have a role within the company of kind of operations, financials, and uh, managing the administration. Okay. So I, I have a question. First of all, did you guys say third generation? That's right. Generation. Yeah. So I have to know this. Did you grow up thinking I am never getting into real estate? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. You're all okay. So you're all three not afraid to admit that. That's awesome. Everybody oh, yeah. I know. I, um, sorry, <laughs> I just cut you off right there. I was gonna say our father actually didn't want us in the business either. So oh. we were never actually encouraged or allowed, nor did we want to until we hit our like late 20s, I guess. Yeah, there was a certain magic age experience and marital status that he was hoping we would all get in the outside world. And half of us, you know, sort of did what he wanted us to. We all have different lives and different, way different careers in real estate, but we kind of banged down his door and we said, we're coming in. So it was our choice. That's awesome. And so there's so many people I talk to that, you know, they grow up in real estate families and they're like, oh, I'm just never doing that. I saw my mom or my dad doing open houses every weekend. They never came to my soccer game. I'm never doing that. And then boom, next thing you know, they're a realtor. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so, kind of in our blood, it's in your DNA. And it's not unusual for that to carry down through the family. But I think we're unique because we wanted to. And we had a lot of sort of outside third-party support to get us here too. So. That's awesome. So, and if I understood correctly too, all three of you are playing a role both in the sales, but also in the growth and operations of the brokerage itself. Yeah. yeah that's okay, awesome. So I'm just going to kind of lob a few questions and, and each of you feel free to whoever feels most comfortable answering, go for it. Um, first of all, I guess the first question would be, did, did it start out that way or did it just come in more on oper on the brokerage side or more on the sales side, or was it both from the very beginning? Um, it's a little mixed to be honest. So we met with like a third party um, consultant before we even got into the company. So I think originally planned, we were coming in to run the brokerage and take over, um, learn from our father and kind of more on the ownership side. But then 
So our father actually never sold real estate, which is a very interesting thing to have a real estate uh, brokerage yeah. owner who does has never sold a home. So our dad actually encouraged us to go into sales. I don't think any of us expected us to actually be good at it. Mm-hmm. And we ended up really excelling in it and doing a really good job and we enjoy doing it as well. So sales just kind of happened to take off by accident and we, we are very busy. We do both very much full-time as well. Um, I don't know if you guys have something to add, but yeah, I think sales was meant to be so that we could help and mentor other mm-hmm. agents. Cause how dare us come into this business that's been here for 35 years and think we were going to be able to like coach and mentor and, and run this thing. So we really just went into it to get the experience. And I think the plan was for us to do it short term, learn a little bit, and then get back onto the manager side. But we actually really excelled at it. We're top 1% in Toronto. Um, we love it also. It's like we just, you know, we eat, breathe, and live real estate. And it may not be a long term thing. We may have to switch back into more broker owner later in life. And, you know, Caitlin, people ask us all the time about recruiting, how that affects it. So we can chat about that later too. But right now we're sort of just doing a little bit of everything we can do. We have high energy, we're green, we've got it right now. We don't know how long it's going to last. So we're just going for it for now. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, from a perspective, let's do this. Can you give me an idea of both the stats, if you will, on the real estate sales side? So the team, like um, what are you guys either trending at this year or maybe last 12 months from a sales perspective? And then then I want to kind of jump over to the brokerage too, before we dive into other questions. Yeah, cool. We're kind of naughty. We don't really keep track of our total uh, GPI <laughs> or volume, but in terms of like number of transactions, I think we're close to 60 right now for this yeah. year. Which is pretty good in Toronto. The average agent does about two deals. There's 60,000 of us. So for us to be able to pull in about 60 deals so far this year, it's pretty good for our marketplace and our price points pretty high up as well. That's yeah, awesome. Our business is very organic. We deal with mostly referrals, our network. Um, we don't do like a farm area. We don't do a lot of advertising, but social media for sure. But it, it's organic in that way that it's a lot of referral business and people that we know already. Awesome. And then, so with the brokerage, so give me an idea, what, what are you guys dealing with there? Either both agent size. And if you know, like the kind of transactions you guys do as an entire brokerage. Yeah, <laughs> I was, so we're about 450 agents total. Wow. Um, transaction or transactions. Um, we've done about 1400 so far this year as a brokerage side. Mm-hmm. Um, and we usually go over our finances too. I don't know if you want to get too we're, much we're kind of, we're kind of more focused on like our total profit and our GCI. So we're not really too focused, I guess, in the number of deals. We always kind of focus on our bottom line of like the PL statement. Mm-hmm. So I guess for us to answer. So has there been, well, so that's a great, that's a great point. And uh, to me, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. I always like to start with the top line numbers because it gives context for people who are dealing with different business models and um, different price points, things like that. But so when you say focus on the bottom line, like what what are some things that you've done, say in the last six months or 12 months even or, or further that have helped you to, to get more out of the bottom line outside of like, well, I think everybody understands that in the brokerage world, more agents equals more sales. Um, it doesn't mean more profit for sure. Because mm-hmm. you don't just because you make money doesn't mean you know how to keep it. Obviously, you got that's something you focus on. So, give me an idea of what what are some of the things that you guys have done on the brokerage side to maximize that. Yeah. I would say we kept going. I mean, <laughs> um, we could have easily just shut down in March 2020 and you know shut the doors and said, okay, everyone, good luck. But we stayed open, um, you know, as we could safely, and we kept going. And then the training and the technology that Century 21 brought to us really helped us like level up. Caitlin can talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that too. 
Yeah, I, I talk a lot about um, COVID and bringing in agents because it was kind of a weird time, but agents is what makes the business keep going, right? That's how yep. we make money off of sales. So recruiting has always been a huge thing for us. And to be honest, um, everything's a lot more virtual now. And even our real estate school here, it's all online. Um, a lot of people are working from home. So a lot more people are getting their real estate licenses and we're able to connect with people a lot easier that way. So bringing in new agents to help like bring in more money has been a lot easier than it was when we first started. So was that just, be, was there something that, that changed that, that like changed, like something specific that changed your trajectory of that or, uh, from the, the, cause it sounds, what I'm thinking I'm hearing is an emphasis on recruiting. Um, mm-hmm. and so what, what, was there something that, that specifically changed that to where you guys made you like, Hey, when we did, when we started doing this, this is what sort of changing it for us. Yeah. I always talk about, um, thing that changed the most is the schooling changed a lot, right? So where we are, you used to get your license after three courses. So you could build a relationship with someone before they even got into the business in three courses. And then it turned into five courses, which could take a little bit longer. And now they switched the school completely and it, it is all virtual now. So you don't have to actually go to the classroom. And so people are getting their licenses a lot quicker right now. Um, so it's a little bit easier that way to connect with someone. And everything's online as well. So you can just connect on Zoom and I can meet with new agents and interview them while they're on their lunch break and like really be able to build relationships in just a completely different way than we used to in person and all that. So is the brokerage built mostly like from a recruiting standpoint around newer agents and then and then getting them up to speed with training and technology, et cetera, that you referenced earlier? Yeah, 100%. So we used to do, we've always been focused on brand new agents. Um when we first started getting into the business, we had a third party uh, consultant coach us on recruiting experienced agents. And I quickly learned that what we have to offer is much more beneficial to a newer agent. And it's just a completely different game. Uh, experienced agents are a little bit long-term um, investments to recruit. I, like You have to maintain a relationship with them for a year. Um, whereas a new agent, they're out of school, they're interviewing a bunch. So it's just a completely different interview yeah. process altogether. Absolutely. What, um, it, and so do, are you guys hundred percent exclusively focused on newer agents? Do you have something that helps you to, to do both? Like, where's your, I'm just curious kind of where your mindset is on that and what, what are the things that you're doing to, to help grow that? Mm-hmm. I like to say it's a little bit more organic. We build relationships with experienced agents through things like podcasts or Instagram, just our everyday dealings. But honestly, the strategy really is on new agents. We really love to train and mold them. And our number one agents today started 30 years ago, right from school. So we are really good at taking new agents and making them, you know, really successful. Um, and I think on the sidelines, there's like maybe a smaller pillar for experience. We're here, we're, we build those relationships, we go out for coffees, but I would say most of the focus really yeah. is new. Yeah, if we get an experienced agent, it's typically because we are selling as well. So we are building relationships out there on the field while we're doing transactions. So people get to experience working with us that way. But a big portion of the experienced agents are actually coming from our own agents. So they may have friends and family that are getting into the business. They may have done a deal with another agent. So if we are hiring experienced agents, it's because people are bringing them to us. Awesome. Okay, cool. And then, so what are you, I guess we're recording this, um, you know, it's fourth quarter now of 2021. I'm curious as we start, so you guys are probably already thinking about 2022, I would imagine from a business planning perspective, what are some of the things that you're excited about for next year? Uh, and, and maybe just the, the future in general as it pertains to both, 
Um, I'd love to hear that from the perspective of the brokerage as well as the real estate sales team. Um, for me, I'm really excited to bring back in-person meetings. We are used yeah. to having, I know it's so typical and cliche with everyone saying it, but we used to have Monday meetings every week. We had 50 to 100 people come to those like in the office for coffee and they were casual, informal. And we're doing that now on Zoom, but it's just not the same. So for me as a broker, I just, I'm excited to see the agents again and think, you know, see what's happening in their lives and what we can do to help them in their business. Mm -hmm. um, so it's conferences, in-person trainings. It's, it's the human connection for me. I'm excited for it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I would, I would say that. I would say, I guess Caitlin would probably say the same, but we're always kind of focused on more growth. So we're hoping that with more networking, more in-person meetings, we can just meet more people, grow the company more. Um, we have some big targets, I guess, for next year to grow. And we we were number one, Century 21, in the office for a long time. And we are currently sitting around number three spot. So our goal is to try to get back up to number one. So recruiting is a big thing with that. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that's happening next year for us that's exciting is we're hitting our 45 year milestone. Mm -hmm. So um, it's rare for like a second generation to succeed, but to see a third generation coming in, that's very rare. And we're going to be hopefully celebrating our 45 years next year and putting out a lot more PR and putting our name out there a little bit more. And so hopefully that's going to, help grow our business too, by celebrating that huge milestone. Awesome. So I think in a lot of like family businesses in real estate, um, when you, when you start to see multiple generations, you also start to see like what, what's going on here, which is there's multiple people from that generation, right? So working with, working with siblings, not just, you know, like the previous generation, what advice do you guys have, or what have you found that has worked for, for the three of you and working with a, a sibling, but also just family members in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say, so my biggest advice, so what's worked for us is we have a third party coach pretty much. Um, so our father didn't want to be the sole director and controlling us. So that didn't interfere Smart with man. our family relationship <laughs> yeah. as well. Right. So we have a third party coach that we meet with still to this day. Every two weeks we go over our strategies and it really just keeps everything very business with the family. And then Carly, I don't know if you introduced the personality test for the three of us. Yeah, as well. like I have an HR background and I really believe that you really need to be sort of self-aware in any business. So we did a lot of homework before with our own um, stress reactions and ways that we manage conflict. And so we did that work before so that I know when Caitlin is stressed and what she needs and what not to do. And she knows me mm -hmm. and, and all vice versa. Um, so it's a personal thing. You have to be really self-aware of yourself and how you work and what causes you stress because everybody is different and you have to stay where you're in work mode. Like we're not, you know, yeah. having, like we are, we do have a lot of fun, but, <laughs> but it's still work. We're really serious about the business that we're trying to, you know, grow and evolve. So. Yeah. Paige, anything you would add to that? Yeah, I would just say we're, we're fortunate because we actually do get along really well. So I think we have that rarity where growing up, we were just very close. We're close in age. We're just, we have, you know, a good family. Um, but yeah, I would say knowing each other's triggers, knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses, uh, knowing when someone's down, how to kind of what's going to motivate them to pick them up again, um, and vice versa and having a good mediator. I find that I'm kind of a good mediator for some conflict. So, um, just knowing, just keeping, knowing that family always needs to be a priority. Don't let business, don't let money kind of get in the way of that. And, uh, at the end of the day, we have each other. So, 
um, yeah, I guess that's what Yeah, we also have a rule, like we have a mother and another sister who are not in real estate. So when we're all together at the <laughs> dinner table, like we really try not to talk about the business. It's really hard when I like one of the family is in it. Um, but yeah, we really try to just focus on that time with them too. So that's cool. So you do a good, you, you do a good job of, or at least try to, of kind of I don't like, you're at least aware of it, which tells me you're probably, you're probably doing an okay job. Cause you're at yeah. least aware of, aware of that. So that's, that's always <laughs> right. a good thing. Um, and I, you know, it's a challenge. Like there's, there's the difference of, um, of actually the task of work, but then having it preoccupy your thoughts. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure that, uh, you know, I know that the thoughts are hard, a lot harder to turn off than it is actually doing the tasks. Yeah. Um, I guess the question I'd ask the three of you is if, if I had to say, Hey, for the next 12 months or 24 months, you're going to be, um, for lack of a better word, confined to one role. And that role might be in the bit, might be in the sales business that that role might be something that's more brokerage centric. Um, but regardless of that, like what, what is the role each of the three of you would pick? I'm sure, I know you guys are running a team and running a brokerage. I know you, you all three have your hands in so many different things, but if you had to focus on one job, um, I'm curious, what would that be and why? This is a great I love that question. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This is a question um, that we work with our coach almost bi-weekly of future five-year planning. And it's something that we're always- It changes all the time. Yeah. Yeah. This you is know. like a therapy session now. Um, <laughs> I'll bill you, I'll, don't worry. I'll bill you later. Don't, no. So <laughs> just, just relax. Honest, it's kind of actually where we're sitting right now in yeah. our career. We're almost at this, we're at this crossroad literally in this moment where mm -hmm. we got to decide what are we going to do? Are we going to continue selling? Are we going to just focus on the brokerage? And I think we're still mixed emotions about it. But for me personally, I really do enjoy the recruiting side of things. I enjoy the coaching and organizing like marketing and brand awareness. That's where I would love to personally sit. For me, it just changed this week. So it's interesting <laughs> that you asked me because we've got um, our sales manager, who's a non-selling manager, who's also our uncle. Um, he's been away for the past couple of weeks. So we're sort of helping him doing his regular coaching day-to-day -day stuff. And I think what I've learned is I like doing that because it's similar to working with a seller or a buyer. It's still one-on-one, -on -one, you're still helping them win. And so if you had asked me last week, I would have said sales, I like working with people, I like real estate. Um, this week, working one-on-one -on -one with our agents and watching them win and them grow, I, I'm getting a lot of satisfaction from that too. So I could see going back to that side and really helping them from what we've learned being on the street and doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, I would say the long term, I do see myself being fully focused on the brokerage side. So um, I'm a little bit more behind the scenes, like behind the camera, but more like the financial analysis, the growth. Um, and just really getting our administration team to top notch and running seamlessly. Um, I do really love the sales. The income is nice. Um, that's the, the really hard part to kind of get rid of. But I yeah. think we will be in the transition of more managing a sales team um, and kind of because right now, like Carly mentioned in the beginning, we work with a lot of like referrals, friends and family. We're not actively seeking out strangers at the moment. Um, so just kind of getting that balance to keep yeah. maybe that little side of sales and keep our sales team going. Yeah. But I think brokerage focused, I guess, is yeah. our answer. She made a good point about the money. And I think there's a big yeah. misunderstanding from a lot of agents yeah. out there thinking that there's a lot more money on the ownership side. And there is like, there can there be can a lot of money or not if you mm -hmm. do it properly. you got to really, thankfully we have a very frugal father and he's been through two recessions. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been able to manage a very profitable brokerage and 
us getting out there, learning, trying to do some acquisitions and some mergers with some other brokerages out there to grow, we've learned that there's a lot more unprofitable brokerages out there. So Mm -hmm. in order for us to transition from sales to brokerage, we really do need to make sure that the profit in the company makes sense for us to take that leap. You know, I'm I'm glad you said that. Um, There's so many teams even too that, so a lot like, for instance, my real estate team, we're not a brokerage, but we look like if you forget about the labels, we look like a brokerage the way we operate, right? And so a lot of teams I know, and you know, they realize you mentioned the money's nice in sales. Like it's great when you are when you're the one doing it, the return is high. But just like a brokerage or a team, when you step out of it, the return from a percentage standpoint goes way, way down. And it's mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to make that into the kind of money most of us got into business to make, right? So I'm not saying everyone's got the same goals or it's all about money, but at the end of the day, we also didn't get in, get into this to have the same income that we could get in a, from a nine to five. And so yeah. I, I think that that's a struggle for a lot of people that they don't, you know, it's the money of next month because I've got a transaction closing versus I'm building something that's going to pay me a lot more in the long run, right? To your point, yes, the brokerage can make a lot of money, but it requires a lot. And it's just, a, it's a different skill set and it's, it's a different job. It's why I asked the previous question about your favorite role, because yeah. they're, they're completely different in what it takes to go build personal sales versus build a sales team or build a brokerage. Sales team and brokerage are a little more aligned or a lot more aligned, but it's a lot different than just maximizing the income I'm going to make in the next you know 90 days or even next year. Yeah, and the way that we run our business, our business model is very labor intensive. So we are all hands on deck. We've got a full service team that are writing up offers, broker loading on MLS, ordering signs, ordering marketing, photography. We are prepaying these things. It's on their expenses. So financially, that's where Paige comes in. She's all set up that way. And that means that we're available 24-7 pretty much. So you could call us other than right now while we're live (laughs) on a podcast, but you know, we'll get back right after. And and it's we're all hands on deck all the time. So it's it's labor intensive. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. What do you think the um what do you think the the lifespan of being able to, of operating like that is? Well, our dad's been doing it for 40 years. <laughs> well, but can we agree that things are different today than they were 40 uh, years ago yeah. or even 40 minutes ago for that matter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So that'll so, be something that we'll definitely have to figure out. Right now it, it works. Um, but as soon as our dad retires, we got to figure out. What, what we're going to do because we're going to be down probably two men at that point with our uncle will probably just go right with him so <laughs> we got to figure out what we're going to do <laughs> it's, it's what works for us right now it's what makes us sets apart that's why we can recruit so many it's why caitlin's recruited 200 mm-hmm. people in the past you know two years because they see value in that you know we're a bit old school sure but people see value in that and it's we working with people that you know see we like to work with too so so do you do so i'm just curious and and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask the hard questions because because i think that i mean it's the way we learn what are you going to be able how are you going to duplicate that are you going to is your is your goal or thought process to continue to do it sort of that old school way and, and duplicate it through more people? Um, because at, you know, at 450 people in your brokerage, that's one thing, but if it was 900 overnight or 1500, you know, you're either way super short staffed or you're super underutilizing tools. And so, you know, something's got, something's got to change. How do you see yourselves growing with that and kind of changing or not changing, but at least being able to, to, to grow with it? <laughs> I see I mean I think we we have a system right now it's 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 a well-oiled machine and it, the goal is to duplicate it so it really is more resources it's, it's people still so again it's kind of old school because I know everything's virtual and online but you still need humans to run those things and we want yep. that personal 
service. Maybe it will change in five to 10, but I think in the short term, yeah, we're going to keep that old school way blended with all of the new technology and, you know, you do everything. Yeah. Um, some things have been more seamless, like typing offers now, it's a little bit easier than it used to be. We literally have like a typewriter downstairs, like <laughs> it's still there on the desk, but yeah, we're not using it, you know, so we have evolved right. a little bit. But <laughs> That's good. I was, I was seriously, I was afraid you guys were typing on a typewriter, so. No, we're not, but it literally is there. <laughs> we haven't moved it because we're like, well, just in case. It's yeah. kind of fun. It's like a, yeah, our, it's like a similar. Are, you know, we've got a blend of old school news, but I don't, not everyone here is 20 years old. Like we've got, you know, a big range of agents here. And so we've got to really support everybody. And mm-hmm. the younger guys might want different things from us too. But so. even our younger guys, like they're not all in social media. They're not mm-hmm. all doing like this new school stuff. They're still fairly old school and going to meet their clients. So we have a little bit of a mix right now, but maybe in a few years, that'll change to a little bit more new school. But we are very well known for being both right now. I will say something that's helped our business. We're centralized to, we've got five offices, but there's one major central, what we call head office location. And most of our staff is here. Technology servers are here. And that allows us to keep things sort of tight and lean and condensed where our satellite offices are really, you know, phone connections, internet connections, they still run, but where they're centralized here. And so that will allow us to grow and expand to more little baby satellite offices, knowing that the main machine is run here. Gotcha. So then what's the goal? Like how big can the brokerage get? Our goal is to have 500. I think by next year, we had a five-year goal to hit 500 agents. So we're 50 away. So I think by next year we'll have our 500, but our actual main goal is to recruit, um, do more acquisitions and mergers and really go purchase some smaller companies instead of doing one-on-one. So we want to get out there and get um, start acquiring some smaller brokerages. That's awesome. So if you had to paint a brush and say five, like, let's say, say let's say we do like a kind of follow-up year, follow-up podcast or interview in five years. Um, and you've hit all, all of your, like, everything's like great. Everything's like you if you said to me, like, I couldn't have planned this better. What's like, what's happened? What's happened five years from now? We're on coming to Arizona. <laughs> you get to enjoy our weather in Arizona. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. No, I think that is one of our goals is to be a little bit less um, labor intensive ourselves. Our father always says um, he doesn't want us to have jobs. So hopefully we can almost get some other like-minded people to really help us run this place and be able to spend a little less time in the brokerage, but also physically there. But hopefully we're just growing, but a little distanced away. Yeah. I, I was having this conversation with a friend the other day at lunch who he's him and his wife and another partner run a really massive um, mortgage business um, from like a team, like a massive team and, and um, branch. And we we're just discussing the difference between being self-employed and being a business owner. Cause they're, they're totally different things, right? Um, self-employed usually means we have a job. Like kind of like you mentioned, your dad said he didn't want you to have a job and yeah. I can, I can appreciate that. Um, I also appreciate the fact that there's jobs to get done. And so then that means I'm the one to do it. And I'm sure you guys sounds to me like the three of you all kind of take that hat on too and just get done whatever's got to get done. And, uh, but there's, there's definitely a fine line and I don't think there's anything wrong by the way. I hopefully you didn't, hopefully you didn't feel like I was attacking your model from a hands-on approach because oh. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that we have to, in this business, cause it is gruel. It can be grueling. It can be hard. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of the best things we can do that for ourselves is to set up a business model that we want to be a part of. Like, so whatever that is, I always call it my relationship. What is my relationship with my business? 
And I feel like we have to do that too. Otherwise, because it's hard enough. And so if we can't set something up to where it's enjoyable for us, I don't care if our job is the one prospecting or doing the social media and advertising or doing the recruiting, whatever it is, we got to set it up. So that way we're most fulfilled from the things that, that we do for that job. Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. Well, let me ask you this. So as we start to wind down, what are um, like the last one or two things that I, that I haven't asked you about um, that we should talk about or something that you just like to share with our, with our listeners? Good question. <laughs> this really is a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a side meeting after this one to discuss our five-year goals again. <laughs> we'll do the follow-up after that. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe we'll just, maybe I'll just have my team edit this, cut it here, and then we'll come back and just splice <laughs> yeah. part two and part one yeah. together. Um, so that, okay. So that's cool. So let, let me ask you this last kind of last question. Um, what's been the biggest surprise for you? So I'd like all three of you to answer this biggest surprise for you in the business, especially, and you can frame it from a standpoint of working with family, working with a sibling, doing the sales role versus what was the biggest surprise to you? Something I thought things were going to be one way and it was just totally different, um, in my experience coming, coming into the business. For me, I'm most surprised at how much we actually like enjoy it, to be honest. Like I came from, I worked in healthcare for seven years. I worked with kids in cardiology. So um, getting into real estate was a completely different shift. And I was an admin assistant and like refused to come into the business because I was like, I will never be like them. (laughs) And then I think when we got in, it, it shocked me at how great this business really is. Like you are a business owner in so many different ways. Even if you're just a real estate agent, you are a business owner. And I love the freedom of this career as well. And you, there's so much creativity in it. There's so many different aspects to this career and you can be good in so many different ways. And that was really surprising to me just to see all the different ways you can actually do business in real estate, whether it's making money on social media or podcasting, or there's so many different things and avenues to go on in this uh, industry. Yeah. I I was the one that I thought I was going to hate it. Like we were doing all these family succession (laughs) planning and I was like, I don't know, I'm going to like come for that year and just like see, and I traveled about a year before I got into real estate to make sure I got that out of the way. And that whole time I'm like envisioning what this like world of real estate looks like. I came from like luxury cosmetic like fashion so my thought about real estate was just dirty like old salespeople, like nasty like working all the time and I'm like, i don't know like family like, excluded right family excluded yeah and like then, i yeah. Just had this vision and um yeah i loved it it was just so different and there's so many different types of people and there's somebody for everybody and there's so much opportunity like especially in in toronto i just think real estate is just so amazing um for so many different types of people and then we see it in our own agents, there's so many different types of agents and ages and like backgrounds. And it's just, it makes it really fun actually. Yeah. So, and I think real estate is changing also, but mm-hmm. I think I was surprised about how much Katie said I liked it and how we excelled at it, but I really thought I was going to hate all of it. <laughs> I love the honesty with that one. I really you. did. You, you guys knew too. I thought yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, I guess it was the, the sales part. So I came in thinking that I was just going to be fully office focused. Um, I came in uh, we kind of all worked different roles within the company before we got into management roles. So I kind of started off as a deal secretary. So I knew the whole ins and outs of that. And then um, Caitlin came in and then Carly came in. We started like the sales team and we just really excelled in sales and we never had sales background. Mm-hmm. Uh, I myself am quite introverted. I'm pretty soft-spoken. I'm just like more of like a quiet person. So I think for me to be able to actually know that I was great at sales and, um, you know, just 
networking with friends that you don't have to have this wild personality to be successful in sales. Um, And then just being able to work with my sisters has been a real blessing um, just because it's just been so fun and we can be innovative and we can constantly change the work that we're doing, uh, what line kind of avenues that we want to go through. Um, but yeah, I guess that was my big surprise is that I did enjoy sales, but now that I've done it for about five years, I think we're all kind of in that transition of being back to business. Which <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. Well, um, Carly, Kaylin and Paige, I just want to say thanks a lot for taking the time today to, uh, to share part of your story and, uh, kind of just be open and honest with like what you guys are dealing with and, um, what you're going after. I love, I love it when people are doing big things and, um, and trying to do something, improve, uh, the lives of themselves and the people around them. And you guys are clearly doing that. So, um, just want to say thanks a lot for taking some time out today with us. Thank you. And thank you for those hard questions because, you know, honestly, we need those and there's no offense taken. We really need that. So thank you for, for asking those hard questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my pleasure. No, I, I mean, I, I think, I feel like we have to ask ourselves, uh, and put ourselves in a position to, to be asked questions like that, whether, you know, hard to just to force us to think, cause it's, you know, I'm only asking you those questions because those are the things I'm thinking about too. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So thanks a lot for taking the time today. It was so fun. And I uh, hope maybe we'll do a follow-up in some, yeah, we'll do it before five years. Cause it's not going to take five years for you to hit your goal, That's uh, right. <laughs> but we'll, we'll definitely do a follow-up on this after uh, see how things um, go in the next year or two and see how, how if anything has, has changed or evolved and more importantly, how it's grown and kind of some of the successes and lessons. Awesome. Thanks so much, Kevin. Thanks All right. Much. All right, guys, we'll talk to you again next week on the Kevin and Fred show. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by Kevin and Fred's community at eXp Realty. Learn why over 1,000 real estate agents joined eXp Realty last week. Join us for an informational webinar this Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Register at intro to eXprealty.com.